Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Rotation, a Call of Duty League-focused podcast brought to you by Minnesota Rocker and this lovely cast of rotational characters. We got me, <laughs> Ashley, a.k.a. Midnight. We got Kingdom, Kingdom oh, Soldier. And then we got Icon today. He's got only his photo on today because, uh, well, I forget the excuse he said. I'm pretty sure, like, there's some sort of, like, his... His cousin's doing the show for him or something. <laughs> I'm not really sure. He's catfish. No, I'm just kidding. I thought you good. You good? Oh yeah, I'm I'm down bad with allergies, so I figured I the last that. thing you guys would want to see is me just like bawling in the camera. So I'm still here to talk, but just figured it'd be best not to show my face. Honestly, I love the dedication. I mean, you it's you don't have to come through, but like it's almost like you have to come through for roster mania talk. And yeah, no there's doubt. been. Now, there's been some developments. There's been what like one confirmation and then a bunch of like pseudo confirmations from um, you know, the, the different pros that are in the league. There's a ton of rumors out right now of what these rosters are going to be going into next season. And honestly, like it's got me a little shook. There's some changes in there where I'm like, huh, I didn't know that, or huh, that that seems weird. That's weird. What's the what's the TikTok? like that's suspicious anyway um yeah i'll be really interested to kind of see like how how it rolls out so i guess I my mean, first things first let's talk about the the big old elephant in the room lag they're the first and i think only team to announce and confirm their 2022 roster for the cdl season next year um what are your guys thoughts like they they squad wiped they even wiped their academy team they had zero people on the roster i don't think they made a coaching change i think bevels is still there um, but yeah, they've they've got Slasher. Who wait? Who is it? Hold on. Slasher, <laughs> no, Gunless, got... Hook, and Gunless. Asim. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like Hook, Slasher, Gunless, and Asim. Shout out Asim. Um, I, I mean, I think that's kind of a nasty roster. My first impression was like, okay, they're nasty, but like, I don't, I don't know if they're nasty. You know what I mean? Like, they're gonna be good, but I don't know if they're gonna like you know, where that ceiling's after them. That's my first impression. I, I have a little more too, but I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, Kingdom, let's actually, do you want to watch the, I forgot, they had an announcement video. You guys want to watch that first before we get into it? Let's get it. Let's sure. watch it. Got the audio from the flank. Tag pushes him back. Flasher finishes the job. 27 and 19 for oh. him right now. Over he goes Slack. immediately, and Flasher is simply snapping his way. I don't know if the stream's got audio. I lost audio, but... No, yeah, we don't have audio. Oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Oh, here it comes. Yeah, this... Yeah, that was cool. This edit and the, uh... The music's awesome. Oh, no, I guess you disrupt some of that time. Seam was so nasty last year. Once again, Hook is just doing it all. A 21 and 11. Oh my god, doesn't finish the kill. Hook though, gun number three. That was nutty. Dang. Yeah, it was a dope vid. Did you guys uh, I can look at Icon smile like Yeah, Icon loved the video, bro. Look at him. He's like, hell yeah, that was sick. (laughs) I dig that. Um, yeah, I like the announcement video is they went like, you know, the 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 quick the quicker route where you kind of have to just, you know, hire an animation team or maybe I don't know who maybe they have it internally, but they they have this kind of dope, um, you know, the, the weaponry that those players are using their names on the on the weapons, the clip, some of their nastiest clips of all time. I think it's honestly a decent roster, but I'm not sure it's like 
going to immensely surpass, um, you know, where LAG has been before kingdom. I'd love to know your thoughts first. Um, what a nice makeup of disgruntled, uh, <laughs> roster. I don't want to say the word rejects, but like a seam got, <laughs> you know, thrown around by NYSL. He was definitely verbally not happy with what happened with Clayster. Uh, Slasher got dropped and put back on the roster only to show up at champs and do not that great. Uh, Hook was dropped from multiple teams and had a whole bunch of slander on the timeline. Crim6 was going to make a big old video, which of course is not happening anymore. Uh, and I I think like, and then you have Gunless who kind of has been on not a good roster. He got dropped from the Huntsman uh, when he was on their team, when it was 5v5 uh, with Modern Warfare, and then like this year, he just couldn't find success. And so, although I did hear Octane say that gun, the gunless of new is not the gunless of old in terms of like being difficult to play with and all that kind of stuff, because him and Slasher would definitely clash if that was the case. But I think this is a roster of people who are going to have a rivalry when they play almost any team. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. definitely gonna do better than the la thieves team i think uh of this past season and the, the nineteen thousand iterations of their roster that you they had you think lag will be better than la thieves next year no than the la thieves we had this year like the la thieves of cold oh, war like slasher i think they're better than that team yeah moving, because yeah. that team did like kenny slasher tj like the, venom all the different iterations of that roster they had a lot of potential. They just never, it never followed through. Beginning of the league, the beginning of the year, they were top six for like most of it, you know, and then they mm -hmm. got seventh or eighth. But I think that this, I think this is a, like a, like an enemy type roster. Like I like the slasher tweeted out, like just Thanos walking out of the clouds. Like, you know, when he's <laughs> Dr. Strange, like I think that they could make a whole play on that, like all year long. And if the only thing I'm looking for on this team is who the heck is their leader. I would think, of course, that's going to be Slasher. But if he leads in those Slasher ways that we've heard about of the past, I mean, is someone like Hoot going to be responsive to that? I wouldn't think so. Uh, Asim will be fine with it because he's played with Clay. Uh, and then Gunless <laughs> is known to have difficulty with kind of egotistical leadership. And so, and that's in a good and bad way, like a good ego, like a scump, or a bad ego, like a Slasher. Like, you know, he's he's had difficulty dealing with those type of leaders. So, I'm interested to see how the team plays, um, but I think they're going to be good. Um, I I would almost a guaranteed top six, like maybe even a top four. Like yeah, this is going to be a good roster. I, I mean, <laughs> look at the team. If you get if Hook plays, and this is a similar engine to Modern Warfare, where he was a world champion and was just ridiculous. Like I think this could be a great team. Um, and Asim has proved no matter what team he's on. Um, especially the last you know year or so, he's been just at the top of the game when it comes to submachine guns. And so I'm looking forward to how these guys play. Um, looking at some of that Vanguard gameplay today, I've started to formulate in my head, you know, like who's going to be good and how the game's going to work with the different roles. And so uh, I think they're a good roster, though. Um, I, I tip it to LAG. This is the best roster they've had, in my opinion. For since sure. They came into I existence. agree there. For sure. I think the biggest question mark is Hook, for sure. I mean, certainly. Like, how does he rebound this year? I'll be interested to see. Icon, what are your thoughts on LAG? Yeah, so my first take when I look at LAG is that if everything goes right, and again, 
like kind of kingdom talk through there's like if if you're a betting person you're probably not going to bet so much on everything going right for lag this year just because that's kind of how the past has been the last couple years especially for some of these players but i think if everything goes well for lag i think maybe they compete with like the middle of the road teams i don't think that their ceiling is higher than sixth or seventh and a lot of that is just because what has been created, what has been formed by a lot of these other rosters in this roster mania, like you look across the board at the top six or who I would put in the top six, there are almost no holes anywhere. And I think you can say the same thing for LAG. I think when you look at LAG, and again, if everything goes perfectly, you have the roles picked out to a T, right? You have Slasher who can compete with the vast majority of main ARs. We've seen Gunless have his moments over the last couple of years. Even last year, there was a point in time where for the majority of the season, Gunless was Seattle's best player. And then you look at Asim. Once Hydra came in and Asim was matched up next to Hydra, they were the best hardpoint duo through like the middle three stages of the Black Ops Cold War season. And then when it comes to Hook, at the beginning of last year, there was no doubt about it. For the first stage and a half or so, Hook was the best player in in the league, and it wasn't even close. I mean, he was absolutely shredding. He had a ton to do with why Dallas had so much success at the beginning of the season. So when I look at this LAG roster, I look at it as if everything can go perfectly, I think they have all of the pieces. They have the route man. They have the SMG slayer. They have the flex, the main AR that can compete. but still when I compare them against some of those other six teams, those top six teams like Atlanta, I think they would have to be on their absolute a plus game to hang with Atlanta. And that's in Atlanta that might be having like maybe Selliams having a bad day or something. Like I think again, everything map selection, map count. I think everything would have to go in LAG's favor just to compete there. But I do think, I agree a thousand percent. When you look at where LAG has been in the past, they have not had a roster like this to get behind. So if you're an LAG fan or if you're part of the the org or just anything associated with LAG, I think you have to be really pleased because now you could potentially see like, okay, let's go to the first major. Maybe LAG makes a run. I don't think you can put that past them. I think if LAG is playing nysl or another team in the middle like now i think okay maybe they can hang with some of those squads in the middle i don't think they're going to beat those at the top like the torontos the atlantas i think there's a lot of teams that are also in that same group but i i do think that it's in the that they're in the best position that they've been in and i'm interested to see I, I think the first major or however the next season works just comparing it to what we did last year i think the first major will be very telling for this squad. I think if they come out and they play well, then I think that is a bit of an upward trajectory for them moving forward. I think if they come out and they get they get absolutely smacked, say they go one in four in group play or however it ends up being, and they're losing to teams like Seattle or London or some of those other like 10 through 12 squads that you would think right now, I think it could turn quickly. So um, it's the best position they've been in, but I want to see it before I really get behind them.
Sorry, I started talking with my mic muted. Classic midnight. Uh, JK in the chat said, I think the only team with that team will be the intensity of their ups and downs. They are the most emotive hype players outside of Clay and Prasini. I don't know how a player like who will manage. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's, I mean, we've seen some greatness from Asim. Same with Gunless. Hook, we know his raw talent. Slasher, excellent leader. I just, I, I feel like we haven't seen enough from Slasher or Hook in the last year or two to really, like, if you were to talk about this roster like two years ago, we'd be like, oh my gosh, they could win champs. Like, <laughs> it would be a way different story. Maybe, I mean, Asim is pretty unknown at the time, but like, it would be, it would be pretty hype. Um, but now it's just, there's, there's not a whole lot of recency bias to go off of for me to be super hype about like, yeah, these guys could make a run to me. Like I'm usually, I'm, I mean, I respect all these guys, but I feel like this is like a top eight team. I hope that they can turn it around just for the sake of like, I know that they're capable. Um, so I'll be interested to see also in the chat. Um, Padler said LAG is just a team waiting to implode, which I kind of agree with this. I think yeah. all of these people have strong personalities. Um, so, I mean, maybe with time and maturity, I think we've watched Gunless mature odds on in his career. We'll have to see, um, you know, how that kind of plays out with this team. I think with someone like Slasher, who, I mean, this guy's a world freaking champion, IGL, like one of the best to do it. I think he was unfortunately humbled in the last year or two. So I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for a bounce back, but I just need to see it. I'm kind of with you, Icon. I need to see it. Kingdom's on. Kingdom's drinking the purple Kool Aid. The wrong, <laughs> well, the wrong like, purple Kool Aid in my So opinion. the the thing with this roster is going to be its coaching staff and uh, how the leadership works out. Everyone thought that Clay and Krim going together would never work. Like when that originally happened, everybody True. was like, "Oh, this is just going to be horrible. Who's going to be the leader?" Clay and Krim got mature, and they kind of looked at their placings together and their championship pedigree. I believe that if you're a if you are one of those what is it just Clay Crim and and uh Skump? I mean who else is left that's been a top player for the last ten years, has multiple championships. I mean Skump has one, but you know, he's got some Me. X games and, and and midnight. So if you're one of those players, like then you need another goat alongside, you know, and Midnight's got Shannon, you know, and so then it's like <laughs> producer Shannon, let go. <laughs> then it's like but for, I'm worried about, I mean, I know we're going to talk about, but I'm worried about Seth and how that works out. Everybody's, you know, hyping up that team, but I'm like, there's something still missing there, in my opinion. Um, I think for this team, what you have, you don't have, Hook's not a veteran, but he is. Like, low-key, this dude started being yeah, like yeah, a little teenager. There. Like, this there. dude's been around, he's a multiple FPS champion. Um, he He's done it. Like, if he gets over the stuff that he had, but everybody has a chip on their shoulder on this team, and their upset potential is what's going to be ridiculously high. And they're the type of team that if they beat one top team in a tournament, they're going to be scary to the rest of the competition because they're just going to have that chip on their shoulder. Let them beat NYSL in a winner's bracket round one or something. Like, it's going to be scary for the rest of the teams they play. Now, Icon's right. Phase, they're going to struggle against them. Um, but I got to see FaZe play this game. I and mean, we're talking about a brand new COD title, you know? And so a lot of what we're saying, it depends on roles and, and what's important in the game and who's the best at each and every part. And I've seen a gun list that I was, that was just scary. Like it was almost like dashy scary, like the way he could shoot and the decision-making he, he has in like search and stuff like that. And then his raw gun skill was ridiculous. So I'm looking forward to this team. And there's this guy named Asim that I really feel like on this team, he could really Nasty. play to his highest potential if him and Hook really tag team well. 
That is a really scary thought. I mean, Hook is just kind of like, are you just going to run around and murk people? <laughs> but it seems pretty fundamentally sound. And he's yeah. that first first guy in. And that's that's the hardest, one of the hardest jobs on the team, I think. Um, yeah, wow. So so that, well, I guess there's there's one more, you know, kind of confirmed roster announcement that we can, or I guess thing that we can talk about before we get into these rumored squads. Uh, Minnesota Rocker, officially. Hey. Parted ways with accuracy, um, which is which is hard. I mean, Iceman literally responsible for the most incredible play in call of, competitive Call of Duty history that I've seen. I mean, I think back to Proofy's, you know, thing at was it X Games or maybe it was just during Ghost. I can't remember if it was X Games or Ghost. Oh yes, X against Games TK, there. bro, insane. Like that. That's the only clip that comes close to what accuracy did here, and that wasn't even just one fluky clip. The guy was getting aces, clutches, left and right. He's a great leader, a great person to work with. I really liked working with him while he was on the team. So, you know, wish him wish him the best. Nothing but the best of luck. He's a good guy. And, yeah, I, I want to, like, he, him too, like Slasher. They're both really, like, strong personalities, strong leaders. I think they're really good friends outside of the game as well. So I'm, you know, I'm interested to see, like, can the Iceman bounce back? I think he can. Which brings me into our first rumored roster, boys. These are rumors now. These are unconfirmed. We're just talking shit or stuff. Sorry, YouTube. <laughs> Please don't demonetize me or fire me from my job. All right. Uh, CDL Intel, that's our sauce, okay? And who knows what their source is? Sources. <clears throat> Accuracy expected to lead Sid, Mac, and Pred on Seattle Surge's new roster. Those are all pretty familiar names to me. Sib is the up and coming. I would say, like, Probably the most top amateur that um, that is in still still in the amateur league, I would say. Mac Meltz obviously exploded onto the scene during Modern Warfare. Played pretty well last year as well. Pred, he's he's Australian, right? Like Australia's like best talent uh, from Call of Duty. Um, yep. So he's expected to make some massive plays. I mean, think like Hydra. Everyone's like, oh my god, there's this crazy French guy who's mad good at the game. Uh, maybe Pred could be that as well. And I like this team. I honestly do. If this is a real team, I think, like I said, Accuracy is a great leader, and you have some young, cracked talent on this team. If Accuracy can get these guys to play play his way a little bit, which I think he's, you know, going to evolve of his his play style over time too, um, how he leads. So I'm excited to kind of see how this team performs. Do you guys are you excited? Do you think this is a decent team? Do you think this is going to unsync? The surge? Will they finally stop drowning themselves out? What do you guys, <laughs> What do you guys think? Uh, Icon, I'll let you rock first. Also, Icon, I love how excited you look. Yeah, he's just like cheesing at accuracy. I've been smiling like, this whole this whole yeah, show. He's looking at the Twitter feed like I love Rossermania. <laughs> like he's mad. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to. Like, what are your thoughts on the rumored Seattle surge here? Yeah. So again, the biggest problem with some of these squads that many people would put down towards the bottom of their power rankings is that the top seven squads, they have no holes anywhere. Like even you look at yeah. LAG when it comes to LAG, who I think is probably seventh of those top seven squads. I think it, the only way that they don't have success is if something goes wrong chemistry wise, like there are no holes. They have every role filled and you can say that about LA Thieves. You can say that uh, the other seven squads who I have in the top, 
there's no holes. So when it comes to Seattle, I think you basically just start off by saying, well, there's two unknowns there. And when it comes to those two unknowns, when it comes to Pred and Sib, yeah, they have had a ton of success last year in challengers. If you look at that Asia Pacific region and what Pred was able to do, I mean, his squad basically won everything. There's like a fourth sprinkled in or like a second sprinkled in on certain tournaments. But other than that, his, his squad, his squad basically just ran the board. And then when you look at those that do have experience in the CDL, I think accuracy, you already touched on it, but I think when it comes to his clutch ability, there really aren't too many people that have that ability the same that he does. But I do think in certain game modes, I think the game might have been a bit too fast. I think his play style suited really well in 5v5. I think when he could just play that main kind of lockdown main AR mode, I think that's where he was best. I think we saw a bit this year, despite I thought he had a, a, a pretty decent year. I thought he he played pretty well he overall. Didn't, he didn't play bad. No, not at all. Not none whatsoever. But we saw in the last roster move when Mike came aboard and started pay, playing with a bit more unpredictability and he was playing a bit faster. That's where, you know, in addition to Standy, of course, that's where things started to take off. So I think that if you had to look at, okay, you're Seattle, you have to get a veteran main AR. I mean, you didn't have to, but from what's there, I think he's definitely a, a, a great person to come in lead that squad, especially if it's full of AMs. I mean, who could you really ask for in terms of having a better leader to to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do in game and out of game? So I think he fills that role really well. I'm just not sure if you're talking about actual gameplay, how is he going to match up with Cami and Insight and Arcides and Celium and Clay and Krim and the <laughs> list goes on and Jeez, on, right? I, I mean... He's... You just gave me nightmares, bro. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. These top seven squads are so filthy that you have to be loaded at every position at this point in time to compete with those top seven. And then the last person to kind of mention here was Mac. And I think there were times where we watched NYSL play and Mac, again, could have been the best player on their roster. And that's saying a lot with Hydra there and Clay there and what Asim did throughout the year. But there were absolutely some matches where... Mac absolutely went off and he led that squad. The problem is that we need to see a bit more consistency. So I think when it comes to the squads that are rumored out there, not quite sure what's going to happen with like London or I think Florida's probably taking a big hit. So I think that Seattle probably competes with those bottom five. I don't think they're going to get blown out and we're going to see them in 12th in the, in the power rankings or anything like that as the year plays on. But I just, I don't know. I just look at those top seven squads. I'm just not sure how they compete because everybody is so loaded at every position in the top seven. Uh, yeah, I'd say pretty much the same. Um, I think this is a top 10 team. And the only reason I say that is because I don't know who's going to be on the Paris Legion or the Chicago <laughs> NRG, whatever team that's going to be. Um, and so if you look at the rumors, it's uh, tough scenes, you know, for a squad like this. I, I think they have the ice and the ability to pull off some upsets um, and to do some great plays and have some great search plays. But to win an event would be a miracle. Um I think the the teams that are forming the talent stacking that's taking place in the league, uh, it just really 
Octane said something on his Roster Mania video about this squad. He said they're either going to be good, really good, or really bad. And I kind of agree. I think it's going to depend on how they play the game. If I remember, Lamar was pretty good at World War II. So, Super. I mean, you know, he's got something there for him. And who knows what that third game mode's going to be, you know, like, so I'm looking at this roster, though, and it's mostly unknown how they're going to play together. Um, but if I had to bet this roster versus what we, the LAG roster we just talked about, I'd say that LAG would probably, out of three matches, win two of them. You know, so they're more consistently going to win. Uh, Seattle Surge, it's the threequel for them. They're going to be 8 through 12. If they get 8, it's going to be because they consistently beat Florida. You know, like that's that's going to be that kind of weird roster where I think we're going to see, and who knows, with London with zero back. Maybe that'll be a better team, you know. And so this team could find themselves like relegated out of champs again. and have that third year in a row of lacking success. And I feel bad for accuracy, but I also feel good for accuracy because he's back in the league, you know, and he got himself a spot and he's going to make the most of it. You know, like um, he hangs out with Zuma. He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders and he can mold young talent. And that's what's going to take here. You know, he might want to call Clay and get some tips, you know, because, or Krim. I, I think that to Icon's point, some of the rosters that are being formed this roster just doesn't really stack up. It almost, and I'm just going to say this, and I, this is no shade, um, it almost feels more like a challengers roster than a, than a um, pro league roster. Kingdom has spoken. Promise say something <laughs> ignorant. This team is top seven, and they'll be better than LA Thieves. Whoa. Okay. Save that Whoa. clip, Shannon. Unless I'm wrong, okay. then no, I never said that. If I'm wrong, but dude, I think it's possible. I don't know. I yes, I do agree. This looks like an M team. You got like you know dudes on the come up like Sib and Pred, but Pred's apparently nasty. Max very capable and accuracy's yep. a great leader. So like I don't know. Maybe I'm just very biased. I'm always biased towards former Rocker players. I do think accuracy's legit as frick, and I think this team great. could be better than we're thinking. Um. So I guess, I mean, to kind of, uh, oh, actually, JK in the chat again, we'll be interested to see the Ams like Saber Pred on land instead of their home connections as well. Yeah, that's super valid. And I think that's, I mean, it's also true, too, that, like, Pred is going to be, I think, coming over and playing, like, NA talent, like, exclusively now for the first time, I think, in his career. Um, so that'll be interesting as well. That was something that I was wondering, you know, is Hydra as good as he he's made out to be? if he's not even playing the, the top, top talent in the world that's over here in the league in North America, but he's proven that he belongs here and he's super good <laughs> compared to the North American. So I'll be super stoked to see if Fred can kind of follow in those footsteps. I think the fact that this is an, like if this was like accuracy and like apathy and a couple like the old guard dudes, I'd be like, yeah, they're probably going to get smoked. But I think because they have some younger guys, like you never know, man, with some of these teams, there's going to be at least a team or two that we're thinking right now is, oh, they won't even be top eight, and they're going to turn some heads. Um, so moving on here through the other rumors, DDL Intel tweeted, sauces. What's you guys' favorite sauce? <laughs> you know ranch, probably. Ranch. I can dip that. I mean, I can put pizza in there and chicken. Really? Oh, man. I'm, I'm going Chick-fil-A like... sauce. 
Dude, Chick-fil-A I was gonna say I I stopped eating Chick Fil A. Yeah, dude, I, I stopped wanna... eating chicken, so I can't even. I... Feels bad. Yeah, I, I know. do want to get buried in the Chick Fil A sauce. Like, that's <laughs> just just put me in there. Just put me in there. Uh, but sauces say Toronto Ultra are expected to stick together. My math makes sense. They're one of three teams last year, as well as Minnesota Rockets, who uh, won last year. That didn't fully solve for me, though. I mean, I think I think in the last episode, I was saying, I think Kleenex could be out. You know, I think he could maybe be going somewhere else. I mean, and kind of unrelated, so, and I'll bring us back, but, like, it's freaking crazy. If there is still that Chicago slot, if it's NRG that's going to retain it, if they're trying to sell it to somebody else who's going to come in, they are getting fricked in roster mania right now. <laughs> it's by the look of these rumored rosters, a lot of the top talent is looking secured and that has got to be scary if you're a franchise trying to come into the call of duty league because i do think it's important and, and worth it obviously to buy into the call of duty league but if you're late to the dang party man after roster mania and everyone's locked up already that makes me feel weird uh but yeah so what do you guys think about ultra sticking together i think they could still not they better i mean i'd expect like if if the this you know how the site came out the Call of Duty League site um, uh, confirmed like who had been extended. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now obviously, it's in the team's best interest to if they can extend the player, even if they don't want to play them, to do that because then they hold the rights of first refusal to that contract, and they also get a buyout fee that they may not have otherwise gotten. Right. So it's in the team's best interest to re-sign these players if they. So a lot of the re-signings that you saw on that website aren't real. Am I maybe hinting at something? We don't know. Um, (laughs) But Toronto Ultra was unable to extend Kleenex, I think, because his 1 plus 1 was over. So they can still re-sign him, but they would have to renegotiate an entirely new deal, and he would be free to shop himself around, which may very well be what he's doing. And Maybe he's made the decision already, but I just thought it was interesting. Who was it? Was it Kenny or someone else from Ultra? Where like him and Kleenex kind of, and I I didn't think it was bait, but they were kind of like, oh, this is how we're gonna do this. Like maybe it was like a little bit of a negative vibe there. So I don't know. I'm not sold that Toronto's not gonna change, but also CDL Intel. I don't know. Maybe they're right. Maybe their Chick Fil A sauce is is correct. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I look at Toronto and. I do think that the gap between Atlanta and Toronto and everybody else has gotten a bit closer just because you've taken all of these pieces that were essentially in that 9 through 12 range. And the best players from all of those pieces are now included in these top seven rosters. Like, again, I don't think there's really any holes anywhere. So when it comes to Kleenex, I thought right away and I know that there's a gazillion things that happened since then, but I thought when Optic released Envoy, and this was before Formal retired, I thought that would have been a perfect place for Kleenex. I think you match him up as, alongside Skump and the roster Nasty. that they did have. I feel like that is the super aggro entry SMG that Skump has kind of been missing. Now, as it all played out, he has Shotzi, so... Uh, I guess tomato, tomato, because now he's got a gross sub duo beside him. But if I'm Toronto, I still think when you're looking at power rankings overall, a lot of things can change, especially since Vanguard seems like it's a bit more of like modern warfare than it is Black Ops Cold War. So it seems like super fast time to kill. 
SMGs will probably be super important. So I think that they're probably still number two when it comes to power rankings. I'm really happy that they didn't split up because even throughout Black Ops Cold War, they showed from the beginning basically to the end that they were the one squad that when they matched up against Atlanta, they could take them the distance. Who knows? Maybe they squeak one out. Um, so I'm happy they didn't make a change. Now, if something does happen from here on out, if trades are made or whatever, uh, you know, that's that's a topic for a different story. But I just feel like they're another squad that when you look from top to bottom, they fill every one of those roles perfectly and they match up really well, at least as well as you can against the Atlanta phase. And one other thing that I'll say, just because this kind of came to my mind, is that right now when I'm looking at these top seven rosters, I think these top seven rosters are pretty much a lock as long as you have a two SMG, two AR meta. I think if that changes, I think a lot of what people are thinking might go out of the window because if you have to run three SMGs, all of a sudden, and this is what I've been thinking with the combination at NYSL with Krim and Clay, if you have to run three SMGs, I'm sorry, but they're not going to hang with Dashy running an SMG, even though it'll probably be Illy. They're not going to hang with Celium running an SMG or Kenny running an SMG, right? It's like everybody else's flex is way more capable to run an SMG than NYSL might be. And you can talk about their leadership and three rings and yada, yada. They've done so much, whatever. But it just feels like when the roles, if they don't match, I just I can't see Clay or Krim running running an SMG and gunning with Celium. I think that, you know, that widens the skill gap a bit. So all the way back to the beginning, I'm happy that Ultra stuck together. I'm interested to see if they can continue competing with Atlanta or if there's a bit of a drop off with a different style game coming up. Um, I think, you know, we're basing all of our like reads of these rosters on cold war and how the people performed in that game. Uh, I think I've, I've really, I mean, ever since they dropped Zin, like I've really admired Toronto. Like, I just think that they were fundamentally sound and you never, ever, ever could count them out. It was never chalk. They got themselves a chip. Yes. I agree with icon that they were one of very few teams that could give phase a run for their money in a grand final um and i think that they should stick uh and i'm just saying that because some dynasties are teams that stay together and win a lot some dynasties are teams that stay together and get close to winning a lot you know and might win once or twice we didn't have very many events this year like if you won one of the five majors you should tip your hat and be pretty you're proud of yourself you're incredible yes My especially God. if Especially if you got the worst reverse sweep in esports history to lose one of them, <laughs> and you know, and in the other one, uh, you made it to the grand finals, you know. And so, I, I think this was one of the most cons consistent teams of, on the year, and I'd like to see them stick. Like to be blatantly honest, I think this team. I'm thinking about these players and their histories and what I've seen from them, and I don't think we have seen the best of insight. I think we've seen the beginnings. I think he's like Standy where we're about to see a great Call of Duty career and we're going to get to watch him be one of the, you know, he's going to be the clayster of five, six years from now, you know, where his gunny is going to stay disgusting and every game he plays, he's just going to find ways to be good 
at every game. You know, Krim was like that for a very long time. It was like, no matter what this dude touched, you know, now he's had to lean into leadership a lot. But I, I just, I'm, I would love to see this team stick together. Uh, I do think they would be, I couldn't put them below top four in preseason power rankings if they have this roster. I probably would at least put them in top four. Um, but everything else, I would just be guessing anyway. So, you know, them and FaZe would be the two rosters that I could predict based on past, like what they did in the past. If they switched out Kleenex, I think their team would just struggle. There was a certain weird chemistry that they had, even with their coaching staff. Like, it just was like, it became this EU team, you know, where it was like, all right, well, Toronto's just EU, you know, and it would be nice if they were called the London Royal Ravens or the Paris Legion, but they're not. They're the, you know, they're Toronto and they happen to be from the other side of the pond, but they played well together. There was a weird amount of chemistry. Um, and I think we, the rookie gameplay that we saw from Insight was legendary. And I don't see him even skipping a single beat going into this next game. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to watch. Uh, JK in the chat again, as Insight grows in power, so does the number of gold chains around his neck. <laughs> Actually, I don't know the Insight joke. Is he buying, is he buying chains? Maybe he's blinged out. I don't know. Shoot. Listen, pay your taxes. It's almost... <laughs> All right. The next rumor, which this is, we can be quick about this one unless you guys have a ton to say about it. I think we talked a lot about this last week because this was a pretty strong rumored roster for the last episode. But the sauces from CDL Intel. What about like a, you guys like yum yum sauce? Like a yeah, it's good. seafood steak sauce. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you use it. it was steak a ton. I think it was stir fry. Anyway, sauces from CDL Intel. <laughs> Grim Six Iron reunion with Playster in New York. Neptune actively on Subliner's radar. And then no mention of Hydra. Gotta assume that Hydra and Clay are gonna stick. Um my, I still have the same thoughts as last week. Um, you know, for me, two really strong leaders, and Krim and Clay works really well in five v five. But I think in four v four, it's going to be, um, it's going to be tough, especially as we just made the point of if the meta's you know fast subs only or primarily fast subs, depending on the map, the team might struggle a little bit. But I would never put anything past two of the wittiest players in Call of Duty history. So maybe they'll be super freak nasty. I like the reunion, um, but we'll have to see. We'll see if Neptune is going to have a, another good year here as well. You want to let me gas up Krim uh, before Icon chops it down? <laughs> as always, in true rotation fashion. <laughs> it's, it went from Dallas this year. This season is going to be NYSL. <laughs> That's going to be the new team for us to talk about. Because I'm definitely, I'll just say it, I love Optic. I probably won't be overly cheering the Dallas Optic combination team or whatever they end up becoming. Um, I'll probably stick with this Crim Clay combo. I like these guys. Um, I, I honestly, I think this is wisdom showing itself. Um, if I'm Clay, I would either go back and play with Seth or I'd go back and play with Krim. Um, if I'm Krim, I would try to, I'm not going to play with Seth. I think nobody said it. I don't know why I haven't heard this, but, you know, like, Krim got handed some fake bill of goods that, you know, uh, I don't even remember what the reason they gave him, why they dropped him, you know, from Dallas. But it was, it had nothing to do with the real reason. Which yeah, was that, would they say he was late all the time or something? So, yeah, come what? on. Yeah. Like, he's a time torturer. Oh. I'm like, Get out of here. Bro, like, he's getting I, their first in his Porsche. You know he is. 
<laughs> well, my thing is like, um, you don't drop Grimsick because he's a time torture. You drop him because you're bringing in Scump, and he doesn't want to play with it. Like, I'll never forgive. Just I'll never forget. Up. You know, Just be like straight up, man. Like that's the honest facts, and that's fine. Like I honestly think, like, if you're recruiting the second winningest player, but the most popular player in Call of Duty esports history outside of the Golden Boy Nate shot, like then of course you're going to drop whoever needs to be dropped to get him. Like that's a, that is literally like a no brainer, you know? Um, and so I, I have no problems with the way they ran that, the way they did it. I just wish there was some honesty. Um, but I think Krim and Clay made a freaking ridiculously wise choice. Like, Hey, we got Hydra. He's the next phenom. And then let's get this guy who's really good, but he hasn't been able to show his potential because he's playing on a team of other people that can't teach him. You know, and that's what Florida Mutineers were for Neptune. They were a team full of people that couldn't teach Neptune the fundamentals of not just playing, but winning. You know, like, and we saw what happened when NYSL dropped Clay. It went back to, let's try to figure this out. They didn't have the leadership piece. And so if Clem and, if Krim and Clay can figure it out, I somewhat agree with the, you know, if it's a sub meta, well, that's going to hit every team. Every team's going to be impacted. Mm -hmm. Um and I think the way that New York would be impacted would make them not place top two, but maybe they won't place top two anyway when these other rosters that are being formed, you know, when I think, but again, I'm looking at a top four team in my opinion. Um, I just really think that the fundamentals are going to be there. And it really is, to me, it's down to how this game plays because if Hydra plays like Simp or, Neptune plays like Pook of Modern Warfare or like the beginning of last year Cold War, uh, there's going to be a bump in their SMG play enough that will make up for a little bit of a gap if they have to make one of these ARs into an SMG player. So I, I just like the verdict's out on this team, but I like the decision by the players and the organization. If you can get Crim6 and you're NYSL, NYSL's like this team that now is, they're digging into mobile in a way that like their mobile team just you know, won a regional tournament and they're going to Worlds and for $2 million. Like, NYSL is making good moves and I think this was one. Did they announce anything about a coach since Revan's not there anymore? I mean, I might have missed that. Good call. I don't I know. Don't, I don't think so. I haven't heard That's anything. actually, that's, that's I think gonna we're going to, yeah. Well. That's actually a good point. Good call out there. That, that I didn't even think about that piece. Coach, coach Clay while he plays. Coach Krim will he there you go. watches. <laughs> Icon, what are you thinking? Are you going to chop down Kingdom's optimism oh, he's about gonna, I, I'm ready for it. as always? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I look at this NYSL squad, and I think that they're definitely firmly cemented somewhere in that top seven, probably somewhere in the four through seven range. Um, I think there are a bit of unknowns again it is 4v4 so you do have two pretty stationary main ars there i mean you can talk about their accolades and how much they've won but there's no doubt about it that when you look at priesta you look at cami you look at Celium, right you look at some of these other flexes they play the game way faster than crim and clay now will that be to you know Will that be a positive for those squads? I, I guess that's something that's yet to be seen. But overall, I think that's the first big question mark is what does this game play like? Because it could really affect some teams pretty well and some teams it could really be a detriment to them like with yeah. NYSL. I will say if this is a sub heavy game and it plays really fast, 
I think that this season is probably chalked. I don't know how you compete with Atlanta phase. I just, if this is sub heavy, the game plays really fast and Selium can be, you know, put into that role. I don't know how you really keep up with them. I really don't. And in fact, I think if it is sub heavy, I think that probably helps Minnesota as well. And we can save that, you know, for a bit down the line, but you put priest on SMG, you're really not losing much. Think about what you would lose when it comes to crim and clay. You don't really lose that when it comes to Minnesota, but back to NYSL, the only other question mark that might be there is like kingdom mentioned with Neptune. Um, he definitely had his moments. There were maps and matches that he took over in black ops, cold war. And when he was playing well alongside skies and awakening, that's when that team was really filthy. And we saw it right. throughout the season firsthand. There was like the first two or three matchups against Florida. We just could not get over that hump. Now, eventually it came down the stretch and we were able you know, to beat them. But at the beginning of the year, they just always seemed to pop off against us. Um, and, and I think a lot of that had to deal with how Neptune was playing. So I do think that's another, at least a little bit of an unknown, but you put him in the same organization as Clay and Krim, there's no doubt about it that they're going to have these guys playing how they should be playing the game. And I'll just say, I think Neptune being pulled away from Florida easily puts them. I mean, I think that they're pretty far outside of that top seven margin. I don't think that even though they do have skies and awakening, I don't think that there's really yeah. any pieces left that they can pick up where they compete with an NYSL, an LA Thieves, a Minnesota Rock. Like, I just think that that was probably a pretty big blow for them, and I'm not quite sure we're going to see them perform next year at the same levels that we saw in Modern Warfare and Black Ops Cold War. Right. I can agree with those takes. Um, the only thing I would add is I do know there was a time in the season where Clay was claiming that he was the fastest AR in the game. Like, and it wasn't even close. I, I, it was when NYSL was like the top two team, like when they were up there with FaZe for that brief moment. Um, it, it, this is going to be like, again, I, I like what you said about what it does for Florida. And I think that's where placement is going to end up landing is like certain teams are going to be pushed farther out than they already were because their good pieces got taken, you know, by some of these larger teams. Like, yeah. And I think we're going to continue to see that over the years. How I think the one thing we haven't talked about, and I know we can't because we have all these rosters that are blank, um, is there are there is good talent outside of the league that isn't in the league yet, you know, that we could have seen in the league last year. And so it, it's going to be interesting what the heck kind of rosters we see from some of those bottom four teams and if they can surprise us, you know. Um, but I agree, you know, Icon keeps mentioning the top seven. Um, I think that's a clear, it's like easy to look at. And then it's going to be, and we did that. We said this last year, who's going to get eighth. Like that was kind of the debate was who's going to get that eighth spot so they can go to champs. And uh, that's what we watched all year was what team, you know, was going to jockey for that position between lag and Florida and LAT. And, you know, it's like going up and down and up and down. And for a while it was even like, are the Minnesota rocker going to get relegated? But they, you know, they ended the season as best they could, which was great. Yeah, it's honestly, um, 
I just, I almost get impatient talking during roster mania because I'm like, okay, if these are the real teams, like, let's freaking go. Like, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. I want to see them play. Let's do a I want tournament the game right to now. Come out. Yeah, I want, I want the game to come out. Let's do a tournament. Turn your streams on. I'm trying to creep. I want to see what these teams look like. Um, here's another, uh, le- I, I don't know, you call it leaks coming from sauces. Or, I'm going to stop saying sauces. Coming from sources, CDL Intel tweets, Octane likely running it back. With LA Thieves, Envoy set to complete the roster, which would mean who else is there? Draza and Draza. I, I want to know Icon's Kenny, Kenny. take on this. Yeah, Kenny and Draza, Envoy coming on allegedly, Octane coming on allegedly. Icon, is this team nasty or what? Uh, I think so. Whenever I look at these squads, I just look like. It's just become natural that when I look at LA Thieves, how does their roster composition compare to the Atlanta phase? It's just like, that's what I see because I think that over the last couple of years, they've been such a gold standard that it's like, okay, how do you play catch up and how do you match up with the Atlanta phase? Because that's ultimately what you have to compare yourself to, to place really well in a lot of these tournaments. For example, and I know I keep doing this, but when it comes to Minnesota, as soon as Standy was there and you could see Standy start to play and start to counter what Abizi was doing, now you have a route where like you can compete with Atlanta Phase. And when you look at LA Thieves, I think that's the piece that's missing. I think when you look at their main AR and their flex, I think that their top, I don't know, top two, top three, I don't think yeah. it get much better than Kenny and Octane. I think those two are absolutely filthy. And it covers all the bases in that if it's two ARs, great. If it's three SMGs, you have freaking Kenny there on an <laughs> SMG. Like that that's, is just, that's disgusting. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> have all the bases covered. I think that Envoy is going to be a question mark because I think if you take Envoy and I was, there was a, a small part of me that hoped that was hoping that Envoy would be the fourth piece at NYSL instead of Neptune. Because there's no doubt about it, Envoy is an elite talent. I don't think you can question that whatsoever. But what he's been missing is the strategy part of his game, right? He he regularly finds himself making rogue plays, trying to make hero plays, being out of position. In fact, the 1v3 that Accuracy had in that map 5 on Moscow S&D against Optic only happened because... Envoy pushed push. forward over yeah. towards lobby. If he doesn't do that, it's a one v four. There's absolutely it's no over. way, yep. right? So he just finds himself making plays like that all the time, and I'm not quite sure. La Thieves has that Clayster type, that Arcides type, that Crim Six type that can really make sure that he's always in the correct positions. And then Draza, it's it's another small question mark. We've seen Draza absolutely fry, but if he's going to be the fast, pure Slayer, entryman type SMG for LA Thieves, I'm not sure how he compares with Hydra and Abizi and Standy and Shotzi and Kleenex. I think those are really tough matchups for him. I don't think they have that clear type of aggressive SMG player. So I think that they're, again, they're firmly cemented in that top seven, probably somewhere in the middle of that top seven. But I think when it comes to matchups, they're maybe just missing a bit from the SMG position and how that compares to the other top squads. I so, concur. Oh, go ahead. Oh, 
Yeah, I'll just I'll just quickly say I agree. I kind of already said my my little thing earlier about LA Thieves. I mean, last year we were like, this roster's so nasty. And then almost every iteration of the LA Thieves roster from there was like, okay, like they're gonna do it. They're about to do it. Like <laughs> they didn't do it. And I'm not sure if they could do it. Maybe I maybe I would just have too much recency bias. I wanna see how this plays out. I do think Kenny's really good. I think I'll be interested to see if Octane and Kenny can can re-spark that same energy that they had during the Black Ops 4 season on LA Thieves when they were making crazy runs. I also, I'm worried about Envoy. I think he was in a really good spot um, in Optic with that team composition. Um, I'm not sure that this team favors his play style as much as Optics did. Um, so I'll be super interested to see how this team does. I made an ignorant, probably wrong prediction early. If yo, if I get that <laughs> prediction though, I get like some mad. That'd be points, huge. Right? Also, where's yeah. my trophy, guys? What the heck? Am I expected to make my own trophy? What are we doing here? Anyway, trophy? Uh, what are you talking about? Trophies? Bro, where's my championship belt for winning predictions? <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm about it's been to a great podcast, guys. Promo. Uh, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Kingdom, what are, what are your thoughts um, on the rumored LA Thieves? All right. So I'm going to hot take this one i think this could be this year's dallas um and i mean top four uh we I mean, are on the opposite ends of the I earth <laughs> well icon as well he put him in top seven but i think that like i think this team could make a grand final and probably lose to atlanta phase um I, there's nothing in my head that doesn't say this team that we're looking at that that roster couldn't beat the skump team uh the Toronto team, any of these other teams, depending on how this game plays. Octane has been one of these players that has successfully been a turret, like his whole career, where it's like, he's like, no, I'm not changing my gameplay or my style. You guys can change the people around me, but I'm always going to drop 40 bombs. I'm always going to be one of the best KDs. I'm always going to be one of the best ARs. And until I get the right teammates, we'll see victories. But until then, I'm just going to play like me. Like Octane is very stubborn in his role. And is not willing to do like what Envoy is willing to do, which is the garbage stuff. If Envoy, I think, um, I don't think he was in the best position um, at Optic, which is why when I said they would drop people, I said Formal and Envoy would be dropped. Because him and Seth clashed in terms of Seth wanted to play the same role that Envoy was comfortable playing. And so Envoy, but in 5v5, he looked like the golden boy, the next king the next king of optic because him and Seth could do the same thing with the five players, but with four players, it didn't work out. So I think this roster is going to come down to Draza. And I hate to say that it's almost like saying Dallas is going to come down to vivid, you know, but it actually came down to Illy in a way. But I think that this roster is going to come down to how Draza plays. Envoy is going to provide some IGL along with Kenny, who I think was a top two I don't remember his KD, but it was ridiculous all year long. Like, Kenny was one of the best at his position, if not the best. He just, they never got a roster around him that made sense. TJ, Envoy's better. Uh, Venom, Envoy's better. Like, Envoy is a better person, I think, to be on this roster than any of the little pieces. Even Hook, because of the <laughs> challenges he had um, with playstyle. I think Envoy actually does work with Kenny and Octane. I think Kenny and Octane are going to be one of the most disgusting duos of the year, and they could win a tournament. Like, it's possible. I'm looking at a roster that it's really going to come down to can Draza keep up, keep up? but Draza's disgusting. If Draza does what Vivid did, which is 
do what his job. You know, Vivid put Dallas in a position to win a tournament um, and to place top three at champs. And, like, Vivid put them in good position by doing his job. If Draza can do the same thing and be okay that he's playing with players that have storylines and have been on Optic Gaming and, you know, uh, are Octane, who's one just one of the best ARs that there's been. Um, and then my last thing would be they got to stick. I think this team just has to stick. Um, and I don't know what happens with the LA Thieves, but I would just love to see Nate Shot be like, yeah, we want to win, but we're not going to make nine roster trades this year. We're going to let these guys play together and get some chemistry, and we're going to let the chemistry do the talking. I think this is a team that should just keep playing together, and I think we'll see success. I, it's hard for me to say that we won't. Like, I'm looking at, you, you know Octane's not going to play bad, and you know Kenny's not going to play bad. The only person that kind of is suspect is really Envoy, but I think the role that he's going to get to have on this roster is going to match the needs of the roster. So that's just, that's kind of the way I look at it with this roster. I like it. I really, Octane has not had a freaking team where they've put all these vets around him and all these, you know, and karma and apathy. And like, it's like they've thrown all these veterans around him and said, find success. Good luck. And now it's like, you're putting an organization around him that has a lot better decision making than some of these orgs that are just throwing cash at players and i think you're going to see the results dude you might have just sold me to go the other way i'm not <laughs> like yeah top six is possible i don't know i i still i'm a i'm a vibes person i got a yeah. bad feeling about that team i think there's going to be conflict and it's not going to go well for them but we'll see i mean we'll we'll see um, a couple of just quick things here because there's not much more super, super rumors outside of that. Uh, Paris Lejean, uh, that's not how you say it. I just <laughs> say it that way. I've reached out to multiple chat. This is from CDL Intel rumor, so, you know, source stuff, not true or false, just speculation. Paris Legion have reached out to multiple challenger players from both EU and NA region. Unsure if they have an exact lineup ready to go, though. Last week at this time, we were talking about well, are they even going to be in here anymore? Because something about like them not like re-upping their trademark or something like that happened. Um, but they then they extended. Theory, What's that? They hired Theory. Exactly. That's yeah. They they actually extend. They extended him, right? He was already on. He was already their coach. Yeah, he was their coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they extended their coach, which is I can't imagine something that you would do if you're about to you know, just just dip. Um, so I'll be interested to see what they do. Paris's strategy has been interesting from day one. It's always been shocking to me. They just seem to want to do the minimum, pay the players the minimum, and see how it goes. Um, shoot, man, at least pick up Goddard X or something. Do something, Paris. Come on. Don't, don't make me poke you with the stick. Do you guys have any comments on Paris? I'm sorry to be sound so negative, but I'm just like, what? I don't. What are they doing? I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't even know why they – I mean, I love theory. I think it I hurt my too. heart Theory's when he got guy. dropped after winning two the first two events. Um, yep. When he got dropped in World War II after winning the first two events with Kenny and the squad, I, I, it, it hurt me. I was like, dang, bro. Who like, did he get dropped for again? I don't even remember. Um, Why would you? Yeah. It was, it, I don't even, I, that just, I was like, dang. And then he really didn't play since then. You know, yeah. so I'm kind of like, all right, well. That sucks. You know, like you're all of a yeah. sudden not a pro anymore. Um, but I'm glad for him that they extended him. But it seems like an interesting decision because of the seasons that they've had. You know, so. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I think whatever Paris does, it's chalked. I think whatever happens with that 12th spot, that NRG spot, I mean, if you're looking to get into the CDL, if you're a different org, you're like a month too late, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point in time, like maybe, sure, you could hope for next year's roster mania, but you better be there at the beginning. I just, there's just nobody left. I mean, you can kind of see what's happening with these other like the Seattle roster. And I think that they have ex like an exciting roster. I think it's probably the most exciting roster for Seattle we've seen in a while, but the top seven are so loaded and all those pieces from the other teams have already been snagged up. Like, what are you going to do? It's just, you could throw together some veterans, mix them with some AMs, like what you saw from Seattle and you can compete with nine, 10, 11, 12, but <laughs> there's no way you're going to consistently beat. No play crim you know i mean it's just no. so yeah it's just chalked I, I feel bad for him but it's just too late in the game yeah i do too i'm really curious i mean if the whole like merger thing is true with um optic and dallas empire's squads um joining forces so then you'd have uh scump dashy uh illy and then of course shotzi that's i mean we talked about that team extensively last week so we don't have to this week but yeah, that does leave a vacant Chicago when NRG owns that spot currently. I would imagine if they're staying, we would hear about the moves they're trying to make to acquire a different it, roster. Yeah. I yeah, I it's, do I do yeah. think yeah, that's it's I mean, hard, not, like, bro. We so we keep saying like, <laughs> yeah, dude, there's so many great top ams or there's so many like you have like some fringe fringe ex pros who are out there. I mean, you got the parasites of the world. Let's let's throw them in there. See Saints, what we can do. I don't know. Chain. Why not? Yeah. yeah, bro. I will, dude. I want so badly for some team to pick up sensor. Please, bro. Please. <laughs> I just want to watch. I just want to watch that happen. Why if not? You're a bottom squad. Like pick them up. Like like. Bro, and if you're <laughs> if you're new into the league and it's too late to pick up like your crims and your your recently departed envoys. Shoot, man. Start building that brand. Get sensor on there. Pick up some crack kids and see what happens. And then if it doesn't happen, you know, next year you go swinging big in roster mania. That's what I would do anyway. You could make some content. That's build the piece. brand. Yeah, bro. Content. Yo, bring in yep. content. Bring in sensor and parasite. Same squad. Let's go. Bam. Don't do, don't do Come on! Entertainment. That is pure entertainment. I would, yeah. I would pay pay per view dollars. I would pay more <laughs> than a Logan Paul fight to see Censor and Parasite. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Under a new organization, that would be incredible. That's like reality TV worthy. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, whatever's happening with that Optic Chicago, sorry, well, I, I don't know what's happening. Whatever's happening yeah. with it, I'm interested to find out. If it is vacant, I'm interested to see who comes in and what the hell they're able to do with with their roster because yikes um mutineers we already talked about them a little bit but unclear with their one of their best players neptune possibly leaving they extended all their players to skies awakening havoc yees um they also i mean cdl intel also says they're interested in signing dav katie i'm probably saying his name wrong i'm gonna call him dav um who plays main ar and trying to like saying that they're interested in signing a main ar when skies and awakening are allegedly yeah. on your team it tells me that they're not it tells me they're going maybe they're going to chicago or wherever maybe they're going to paris who knows um that's yeah mutineers is looking 
rough right chalked. now. I'm actually, I'm yeah. I don't know if it's chalked, but they're like they're in like a rebuild after not even that. Well, yeah, it wasn't a good season for that. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, if you're Mutineers, Neptune got away. You still have like a good core. What do you do? You either sell off Awakening and plan for next year because he's one of the he's one of those i mean they have a couple of pieces skies awakening and havoc all could go somewhere else like um and they could sell them off and bring in like some of the up-and-comers um and look at the year and be like it's a little chalked like let's get rid of these pieces um i don't i i don't i mean maybe icon knows better than i do i don't know the mood of skies and awakening you know they are a great duo um what they're missing is a great duo like you put those two with some vets it's i mean they would do great they would fry they'd be phenomenal um but there's no vets left so it's kind of like what do you do so with for this me team? man i'm right here i'm right, right here kingdom <laughs> i almost i almost called you optic midnight i was like yeah pick up Optic midnight. <laughs> i mean it's not false yeah it's true yeah. Like, uh, forever um, forever optic midnight so i i just i think um they're gonna be the same team they were last year where they're going to be good. Awakening's going to do amazing stuff. And we're going to be like, oh my gosh, look at that. Uh, he's amazing. Drop the 20 bomb and search. And then they're going to get top eight. Uh, hopefully. They're going to try for it, that eight spot. And they're going to technically, even with this squad they're forming, it really depends on how London plays and how the, you know, Paris random roster, the accuracy team, and like the Seattle and uh, the Chicago spot. Like it depends on those teams. They technically could sneak into champs, but who wants to just keep getting, you know, top eight? Listen, I, I don't know. I hate to be the naysayer, but I just, what, what do they do? I mean, they have three ARs. They lost their best SMG. They're at a point where do you bring back havoc, and then do you pair with another veteran SMG that is decent? But like, it's just, I don't know. I'm at this point where. If I'm one of the bottom five squads, I don't know what you do right now because the top seven are so unbelievably stacked. I, I mean, I don't know. I just look at this squad and I think it's frustrating. But on the other hand, like even if they kept Neptune and they had the same four from last year, that's still not a top seven squad. So they're yeah. at a point where they're stuck in this middle of the road where you have skies you have awakening they can compete we saw it all throughout last year that they can be a really good ar duo but it's not good enough to hang with the top seven squads so i don't know what you do if you're florida at this point in time it almost seems like they're kind of going down the seattle route of old where they have a couple ar talents just like seattle did last year with gunless and octane and you're looking for smg pieces um i'd be shocked if they're even better than this proposed london squad because i think this london squad is a squad of ams that can play really well um zero is the big question mark when it comes to london but i just i don't know i just they're probably gonna compete with seattle but other than that i just think that they they've kind of missed the boat i'm not quite sure where they go from here that the mutineers missed the but that did you do that on purpose? Uh, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Uh, that was just say you did it on purpose. Uh, I got you. 
definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, London, the rumored London squad, so many question marks for me. Not even sure what to say about it. Mostly amateur players. Afro's disgusting. Hmm. They could be nasty. Look in yeah. the chat. There's a lot of names that I totally forgot about. Like yeah, Vivid, Paulette, yeah, Johnny, Alex, Scraps, Wuskins, Temp, Zaptius, TJ, There's Venom. you can like, you can still compose something. You can you, put something you together. Could, <laughs> you could still solidify eighth place. <laughs> <laughs> you could. You could get scrappy depending on how the new car goes. I I do wonder how mutineers ended up in this position in roster. Yep. They strike me as a team who's willing to go in and go to bat for who they're trying to get and that doesn't Based on the rumors, it's not clear that they were able to do that. Um, phase, phase. Yep, they won. They're yep. sticking allegedly. <laughs> Dude, You'll imagine. I, did you guys watch Simp's gameplay? Today? Yeah, he's disgusting. Oh, is it on the new game? Goodness, yes, it's on his channel. He's uploading. Uh, multiple videos. I need to go. Well, I'm gonna go watch it. And he's frying pros. It's disgusting. Like, yeah. He dropped 82 in a lot. And the game wasn't even like, over. Yeah, the game still had like another 40 kills to go or something and he dropped 82 with like envoy was in there a bunch of content creators were in there like was he, he, was just... he playing brian saint what the heck yep, saint was in there i'm just yeah. kidding saint i love saint <laughs> that's crazy though that's yeah, I mean, crazy bro dude it's frying yeah literally patrick mahomes of call of duty and yep. that brings us to our final roster guys we just sort of rocker uh Ooh, let's go. we'll talk about it next week i'll <laughs> well, uh, I thought she really ended will... the show. I was like, wait, what? No. Well, I'm about to. Guys, we will be back next week for the last, the final, the conclusion, the ending fin of the rotation podcast for 2021. Now, we're going to go out with a bang. We're going to hopefully there's some roster developments, more stuff to talk about next week. Obviously, the beta will have happened so we could talk about Vanguard and get nerdy with that because we really didn't talk about that yeah. this week. But yeah, final episode next week for the 2021 season with the caveat that if something super lit happens in the off season, we might just fire this thing up. We might just <laughs> have we we might not be able to stop ourselves from coming on here and talking about whatever is going on so i don't know guys i think i did a really good job this whole episode pretending i don't know anything all right guys that's it though we'll see you guys next week on tuesday no i call you're a beast doing this not feeling well with your picture with your super Penguin smile yeah great yeah, super happy he was, probably doesn't feel as happy as he looks kingdom shut up <laughs> dropping the knowledge as always and i you know i just i hosted the thing i was talking shit the whole time this, <laughs> dude i'm gonna miss it when we stop i just we're ending it because it's in the off season it's gonna be a lot right. of like man i can't wait for the season to start man it's gonna be cool. what if like, this roster happens yeah 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 we talk exactly. we talk about kingdom's eighth different background in the last eight episodes. <laughs> you're it's around like, the it's world like, it's like a new thing like i can't wait to see what it's going to be next time mm, my dude adjusts his desk and his monitor his webcam more than anyone i've ever seen i like it though it's, you never know what you're going to get sometimes yeah. he's in front of some sort of like fireplace mantle thing yeah and now is that a real plant a real tree nope it's fake okay well i do like your dresser i do really thank like you that. thank you that's thank nice you. good for you <laughs> Yo, I don't think Icon's smile is creepy, Matthew. Yo, be chill. He looks, he looks happy, I'm excited. Bro. He's so excited for Roster Mania. I didn't hear Duncan on him. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you guys next Tuesday at 730 Central. Shout Later. out producer Shannon. Shout out the Shannon. chat. We'll see ya.